Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Shavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now here's Sybil. Hey, what's going on? How's the week going? I still can't believe it's already March. I mean, this year is clearly gotten off to a fast start, but it's continuing to just totally fly by, don't you think? Anyway, on a completely separate note, I actually came across this article written by Anne Brinoff. And essentially, it was all about 10 things that we want to make sure we're no longer doing once we reach age 50. Interesting, right? Even if you're already over 50 or if you're nowhere close to 50, there really was just some interesting things on this list. The article obviously was referring to things you definitely want to make sure you're not doing by age 50, but I say these are (laughs) definitely things we want to make certain we're getting rid of sooner rather than later and not doing. So I went down this list kind of like as a checklist to make sure I had gotten rid of everything and thought you'd want to hear the list too. So number one is hatred for exes. You know, people that you used to date or past relationships gone wrong. It's important that you've rid yourself of any anger or resentment. That was absolutely one I had to work on, (laughs) but that's another story for another day. Number two, they said gossip and speaking ill of people was something you want to make sure that you're not doing. Three was a lack of gratitude. Four was dependent friends. You know, those friends are just so needy and just drain your energy and take too much out of you. Five was clutter. Six was mistaking complications for complexity. And I didn't really get this one at first. I'm like, mistaking complications for complexity. But essentially what it was saying is that when people are complex and multidimensional, that can really add a richness to your life. But if you're continuing to just see people that have continual complications or, I guess, drama, you want to make certain that you're just not always getting caught up in that because life is too short and then it's just one melodrama after another melodrama. So that was number six. The seventh thing they said to make sure you've gotten rid of was the lust for more. Like, obviously, you know, it's okay to desire things and to want things, but you want to keep it in balance. Number eight was, if you have it, an extra 20 pounds. Number nine was to get rid of anything that makes you feel like you always need to say yes. You know, whether it's yes to situations, yes to people asking you to do things, yes to volunteering when you know you don't have time. Just said, get rid of your need to say yes. And number 10 was your preconceived notions of aging. And I think this is a good one because so often you hear people say, oh my goodness, I'm just getting so old. You know, I've always kind of bought into the belief that age is just a mindset. And for the most part, it doesn't really matter how old you are. The question is, are you continually just reflecting on, oh my goodness, I'm so old and buying into the belief that you can't do certain things just because of your age? So that was number 10. And I thought the entire list was really interesting when I was going through it. Because 
it just made me remember some of the mistakes I made when I was younger. And at the time of making them, I really thought I was right. But here's what's interesting about those younger years and what we're talking about on today's show. When it comes to living the way that we should be living today, what we actually need is a combination of both our younger self and our older self, the things that we've learned. Because when we were younger, we may not have known nearly what we know now, but there was also this certain liveliness. Do you remember that? Like in just energy that we had when it came to life. You know, as people say, we were young and crazy, you know, the good old days. We're having fun, we're inspired, I mean, passionate about going after the things we really believed in and we wanted for our life and we had things just, this is the way it's going to be and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and have all of these things. And of course, there were things that we needed to learn and experiences, of course, that we were meant to have because we were meant to grow. But there were also things that our younger selves knew and maybe there were honestly, even certain things that our younger self did better than our older self does. I mean, would you say that's the case for you? You know, maybe you used to take more risks when you were younger, or you just really knew how to drive and go after what you wanted day after day, just like relentlessly. Or maybe you were just happier or more easygoing. I mean, it could be a lot of things. CBS actually did this series called The Things I Would Tell My Younger Self. And I also thought this was a really interesting series because in this documentary, there were all these people that would write letters to their younger selves about things that they now realize, of course, because they're older and they've gone through more and they've learned. Art Garfunkel, you know him, right? He was the famous singer from that duo, Simon and Garfunkel. Well, anyway, he was on this series and he had some really fascinating things that he was saying he would tell his younger self, but he also acknowledged just what we were talking about, that there were things his younger self could tell him today and remind him of the way life should be lived. What do I know that you may value? It's what you know that I have forgotten. And it really is true, right, that sometimes we can forget some of those things that we used to know and used to do when we were younger that really allowed us to live and enjoy life in a great way. And when I was watching these clips from the CBS series, it made me realize that we really do need both. It's easy to overlook or minimize the value of the things that we used to do as our younger self, possibly because we know we also made mistakes and also because we know now we just understand so much more about life and how we're supposed to live. But the reality is, is that there were things that we did really well when we were younger that we were supposed to carry with us as we got older and continue to build on and let grow. 
like being lively and passionate and having that free spirit nature and honestly just the ability to have fun and be carefree at times. And then of course, to complement that, right? We also need the wisdom of our older self and the things that we've learned from all the experiences that we went through. And that's really what we need to be bringing to every day, a combination of some of our younger self and also, of course, our older self. But what I realized is that we need to be very thoughtful and intentional about integrating both of those because it doesn't just happen automatically. And it's easy to kind of err on one side or the other. I'm sure you've probably seen this, you know, those people who feel like they have to be a certain way based on their age and they can't make certain decisions or take some chances just because they're too old or people who accept the status quo, even though they don't like it because at this point in life, they say it's just not realistic to make any changes. And then of course, I'm sure you've seen the pendulum swing the other way and you have adults who are still acting like they did when they were younger and they're not, applying the wisdom and the lessons that they've learned from their younger days. And what we're talking about today is really understanding how to make certain that we are integrating both of those, you know, into our day today. Because when we do that, that really is when we can feel the benefits of living life in the right way. It's when we feel continually inspired and passionate or quote unquote young and happy, just like we used to. And most importantly, those feelings are also flowing into other areas of our life day after day, our relationships, our jobs, our success. And it's not something that's just like a spurt of good energy that you tap into from time to time. It's literally something that's continually flowing. And obviously it helps us come up with great ideas and go after the things that we really want for our life, but also, when we're doing that and then combining it with the experiences we've had and the things we've learned, it means that not only are we bringing the right energy and the right liveliness to the days in front of us, we're also bringing the wisdom and the knowledge and the things that we've learned from our experiences. And that's, of course, when things get good and you can really feel just things flowing the way that they're meant to be. You know, it actually brings to mind this great quote by Federico Fellini. Put yourself into life and never lose your openness, your childish enthusiasm throughout the journey that is life, and things will come your way. As we've been talking about bringing this ideal combination to our day today, you know, the combination of both our younger and our older self is a choice. And we have to be really intentional about it because it's easy to get caught up in the hamster wheel of life as people like to call it. And I know I personally have been there and it's just the same thing day after day. And then one day you look up and you realize something is, you know, quote unquote off. I honestly can remember just feeling like I was going through the motions, but I would just say to myself, it is what it is. And honestly, just keep going. But the day came when I realized I was going to have to be very intentional and choose to live in a different way because this was not going to be sustainable. I just felt like 
something was fading in me day after day after day. And I knew I was going to have to do something about it at some point. And for me, what was missing is exactly what we were talking about. And that was the understanding that I was supposed to be combining things that I did really well as my younger self in terms of bringing the right energy and inspiration and willing to take risks and chances, like bringing that part of myself to my day to day, in addition to bringing that older self that was just much wiser and had gone through a lot more and knew things. But in terms of that feeling that something is off, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever felt that way? You know, it's like something in you is trying to nudge you and get your attention. And that's why it feels like something is off. Of course, when I was managing through it, I thought I was the only one. But actually, it's something I hear a lot from other people. In fact, I got an email just a couple of days ago from this woman who also is a reader of possibilityoftoday.com. And she was asking me about this exact same issue. She was saying how she felt that she used to be a completely different person than she is now. You know, her younger self was just different. And she was saying how she actually missed her younger self, that person she felt she used to be, and that now she really didn't know how to get back to being who she felt she really was. Here, let me read you a little part from her email. I know that person is still inside me somewhere, but I just don't know. Many things that have happened in my life are the reason for my change, but that was in the past. And now that I would definitely benefit from being that person I once was again and am allowed to be her again, I don't know how to do it. You know, I used to be self-confident, happy-go-lucky, wacky, and fun. And I'm still self-confident, but only to an extent. And I'm happy, but not happy-go-lucky. I'm touchier than I used to be. And I can really get upset at people if they cross me. And honestly, I hate it. I want to be happy and I definitely want to lose these mood swings. I just miss who I used to be. How do I find that again? And so, of course, when I was reading her email, I totally understood what she was saying and identified with everything she said because I had felt that exact same way. And in order to get rid of that feeling that I had that something was quote unquote off, it really was about me understanding that I was going to have to be very intentional and choose to do things very differently. And when it comes to tapping into that free spiritness and that liveliness that you have within yourself and of course maintaining it, it really does mean you have to do specific things. And what we want to make sure we're doing is really identifying those things that we did well when we were younger in terms of maybe taking risks or chances or going after the things that we were passionate about. And of course, when it comes to enjoyment, you know, what were the things that we were doing when we were younger to really enjoy ourselves and enjoy life? Those things that we used to enjoy as our younger self. And of course, the things that we enjoy doing today. You know, if you enjoy spending time with your friends or dancing or playing a sport, you used to play when you were younger, vacation, whatever it is, we've got to include that in our weekly routine because if we don't, 
it's too easy to fall into the trap of convincing yourself that you're too busy or that you can't do the things you really enjoy because of reason X, Y, and Z, or that was your younger self and you don't do that anymore now that you're older and you have responsibilities. I mean, there's so many reasons that we can come up with, but the reality is, is that we absolutely want to be doing these things because that's how we maintain that sense of liveliness. It's how we elevate our good energy and it helps us just keep everything flowing so that we do feel really good. And so that energy and liveliness can then, of course, flow into all of the areas of our life. And it's really important and it's such an easy fix once we know we're not doing enough of the things that our younger self used to do really well, whether that's taking chances and going after the things that are important to us or not talking ourselves out of things because we think it's not realistic or, of course, just doing the things that we really enjoy doing with our time. You know, I used to actually play tennis all throughout my childhood, and I even played for a couple of years in college. But then I got all serious and decided I was going to go to law school. I got married. I had children. And, of course, one thing led to another. And it literally had been 15 years since I'd been on the tennis court. And I mean, I used to play tennis all the time. But finally, last year, I decided, you know what? I used to love tennis. And I'm going to find some time to start playing again. And it's just honestly added so much more enjoyment that I had no idea it was going to add to my days. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I was out of shape and it was a, a long road back. But each day is getting better and I'm getting more in shape, but most importantly, I'm enjoying it. And that enjoyment is increasing my good energy. It's flowing into my work, my relationships, and so many other areas of my life. And then as it relates to, you know, being willing to take chances and to push yourself out of your comfort zone, which were things that I feel like I did more so when I was younger than I was doing as I got older, that was also something I became very intentional about and of course, if you know my story, I ended up quitting my job and going after what felt most right for me. And that's how I created the possibility of today, which honestly was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life and just given me opportunity after opportunity that I never thought that I would have. And that's why I think it's important today, you know, as we're looking at, okay, how do I become very intentional about taking the things that I did really well as my younger self and applying that to how I'm living today. I think the way you do that is today. You take 10 minutes and you put together a list of the things that you used to enjoy doing when you were younger. And you also put together a list of the things that you know you did as your younger self that you could benefit from doing today, such as taking chances or pushing out of your comfort zone. And then you add on the things that you enjoy doing today. And I mean, enjoy, like you really have fun doing them. And then you're going to make certain that you start doing at least two of the things off this list every week, no exceptions. And this is one of the places where speed of implementation is really important. And speed of implementation is the theory that you always want to push yourself to implement any changes that you know you need to make as soon as possible. Like you don't want to sit on them because when you do that, you're less likely to take action. So, I mean, they've done all of these studies on people who integrate speed of implementation into their life. And of course, 
they have experienced continual success and have been able to integrate changes into their life that actually stick, like sticking with good habits. But the point is, as it relates to really tapping into that sense of liveliness and vitality and just a lot of the attributes of our younger self, it's something you want to be very intentional about. And of course, as we've been talking about the whole time, we not only need to bring aspects of our younger self to today, but we also need to bring, of course, the knowledge and wisdom of our older self. So that's what we are going to talk about after the break. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Possibility of Today on Web Talk Radio, and we've been talking all about the way we need to benefit from both our younger self and our older self and bringing both of those aspects to our day-to-day because that's when our life flows, when we do the things that we feel like we're meant to do, when we have that sense of liveliness, and you know, most importantly, we don't feel like something is quote-unquote off. And earlier where we started, we were talking about that list of things that we need to make sure we stop doing by the time we reach 50. And I think there are also things we want to make sure we are absolutely doing as we get older. And these, of course, stem from the lessons that we've learned over the course of our life. But as I'm sure you would agree, right, it's one thing to know what you're supposed to do. But it's an entire different thing to actually live each day doing it. You know, for example, forgiveness. You know, this is a lesson we've all learned. I know I learned it. And probably since the time I was five years old, like the importance of forgiving people and how it just frees our mind and releases negative energy. And we don't want to have negative anger and resentment that's just blocking out the good things in our life and weighing us down. And we all know the importance of forgiveness. We've known that. But even today, of course, we still may get tripped up or hesitate when it's time to forgive someone for saying something inappropriate or doing something wrong because we're still angry. And that's why I think it's important to really think about the things that we've learned and make sure we're integrating what we know into how we live. The interesting thing that I've noticed is that many of these timeless lessons are lessons that we all have in common. When I was watching that CBS series with the letters that people were writing to their younger selves, this series had some of what I believe are the most important lessons that we want to make certain our older self is bringing to every day. Listen to this next clip from Art Garfunkel. This is an excerpt from the letter that he wrote to his younger self, giving his younger self advice. As you age, you get out of your own way. You will know the difference between cheap thrills and deep satisfactions. You see more clearly what your unique contribution to Earth is meant to be. And these lessons that Art Garfunkel was just sharing are both lessons that our older self knows. I mean, wouldn't you agree that you already understand the importance of spending your days doing things that give you that deep satisfaction? And wouldn't you also say that you're also aware of the importance of making sure you're doing things that are aligned with your purpose, 
or as he described it, your unique contribution that you're meant to make. I think for the most part, it's something that a lot of us understand. But again, the question is, are we bringing that knowledge of our older self, of our experiences, of all the things that we've learned to our days today? You know, are we prioritizing our sense of genuine satisfaction when we're choosing how to spend our days? Are we making sure that we're continually taking the necessary steps to either figure out what our purpose is, or are we doing the things that need to be done so we can say that we are for certain fulfilling our purpose and doing what we just feel deep down we're meant to do? You know, these are questions I had to ask myself, and I think they're great questions that are worth exploring because they allow us to really be honest with ourselves and understand if we truly are bringing the things that we know, the wisdom of our older self, to the days that we're living. This is definitely something that we want our older self to bring to today, like this wisdom, because we know as we get older, we just realize what really is important versus what is a cheap thrill. Like we know what brings us deep satisfaction. Wouldn't you agree with that? Another person who was a part of this series that I thought wrote another really good letter was Chuck Close. And if you haven't heard of Chuck Close, he actually is a famous American painter and photographer. And he's famous for creating like these massive scale portraits of people. During the series, Chuck Close was explaining that some of the events that he had gone through had really pushed him. You know, for example, he shared the fact that his father died when he was just 11 years old. And that obviously impacted him a lot and, and was a challenge that he had to push through. And also in 1988, Chuck Close described this event where he was at a ceremony honoring local artists in New York City. And so he was waiting to be called to the podium to present this award. And he feels this strange pain in his chest. But he was able to deliver his speech, and then right after he delivered his speech, he made his way across the street to the hospital that was luckily right across the street from where this event was. And at the hospital, he suffered the seizure that left him paralyzed from the neck down. His spinal artery had collapsed, and Chuck Close calls that day the event. And after this happened to Chuck Close, he went into rehab to strengthen his muscles with physical therapy and was able to regain some slight movement in his arms. And so he was able to figure out how to paint again by strapping a brush to his wrist. And Chuck Close said that he was able to find his way to being fulfilled and happy again, despite the challenges he experienced. In fact, Chuck Close shared that even to this day, he feels like he is one of the happiest people. I'm confident that no artist has more pleasure day in and day out from what he or she does than I do. Chuck Close also spoke really candidly about the impact of his father's death at an early age. And he said in a way it prepared him for his paralysis because he knew that no matter how grim things seemed, that there was always a way through them. 
and that you would be happy again. My father died when I was 11, and that was a tragedy of my life. A horrible thing to happen when you're so young. Oddly enough, there was a gift in this tragedy. I learned very early in life that the absolute worst thing can happen to you, and you will get past it, and you will be happy again. And again, this is one of those lessons that our older self definitely knows. You know, and there were most likely times as our younger self where we had to push through challenges and we know that we got through them. And even though it may not have been easy, we know that we were able to overcome them and that there always is a way through. And again, of course, it's something that we know, but it's easy to lose sight of it, especially if life continues to throw curveballs and challenges at you. And when you're in the midst of those challenges, it's easy to forget how you've pushed through in the past and always made it through and that this time is not going to be any different. But again, it's something we have to be very intentional about and bring that knowledge and that wisdom to today. Another good letter that this series shared was written by Oprah to her younger self. Listen to what she shared. You see yourself only through his eyes. A lesson you will have to learn again and again and again. To see yourself with your own eyes and to love yourself through your own heart. You spent too many days and years trying to please other people. Are we vain? (laughs) And be what they wanted you to be. And this is another one of those really important lessons that we want to bring to every day. And as Oprah said, it may be one of those lessons we've had over and over again, so it would really settle in. Because the reality is, as I'm sure you've noticed, the people around us are always going to have their opinions. And so it's easy to forget that ultimately, when it's all said and done, what matters most is how we feel about ourselves. And this is something our older self knows and has definitely learned over the years. And it's also one of those really important lessons and perspectives that we want to make sure we're bringing to each day. Actually, Tyler Perry, the famous actor, director, screenwriter, and author, he also shared something along these same lines that I think is also really important for us to bring to each day. And that is the confidence that within us, there really is something that is so strong and capable of so much. I call it our extraordinary side. And it really is like the side of us that just knows what we truly want for our lives. And it also knows how to find our way through the challenges and not let the people who may not be rooting for us hold us back. Essentially, he was also talking about how we can actually turn their negativity or disbelief around and use it as more fuel to keep going after those things we truly want. How you knew that when you had nobody to protect you, there was something inside of you protecting yourself. Like when you were told that you're nothing and something says don't believe that. And when your teacher sits you down and tells you that you'll never be successful because you're poor, because you were black, because you were from the ghetto, 
there's something inside of you that says she's wrong. That's not true. That will light a fire under you. I know that's hard for you to understand right now, but I promise you, you are going to get to a point where you use all of it, every bit of it. You will become better. You will become tougher. And when you get older, you will use it in your work to uplift and encourage and inspire millions of people. And lastly, Dale Earhart, the race car driver, shared what I think is one of the most important lessons we know, but can, of course, have a tendency to not follow in our lives. And that really is experiencing and enjoying the present moment, the moment right in front of us. Again, this is one of those lessons that our older self knows, but on a day-to-day basis, depending on what we have going on, what we feel is going wrong, it's easy to forget this. And then we end up worrying too much about things or not believing and trusting in ourselves and the way that things are unfolding. And we can do this so much that it gets in the way of enjoying the moment right in front of us. And that's what I really just loved about what Dale Earhart shared because it's just such an important reminder. Overall, you just need to be more sure of yourself. You're going to do great things, man. You're going to have an awesome life. You have a great heart, and it's going to stay with you throughout. So don't be so timid and worrisome about the future, so much so that you can't enjoy the present. You're there worried about me here. You just need to go have some fun, man. Uh, Jump in that S10 and go down to Concord and cruise the strip. Because you're going to be here soon enough. And it really is so true that life is short. And one of the best things that we can do to make sure we're really enjoying it and living it in the best way is to do what we've been talking about, you know, to make certain we are bringing that liveliness and passion and pure enjoyment and that adventurous spirit of our younger self to today, along with the wisdom, the knowledge, and all the things our older self knows and has learned. And again, that's often not something that's going to happen automatically. And so it's important for us to be really intentional about it and to ensure that each day we're living it in the best way that we know how. And that is the possibility of today. And it's also the show for the week. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you have a great rest of the week. And of course, live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. 